0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. Today we're going to be talking about go fit yourself. Not go fuck yourself, go fit yourself. Because sometimes you just need to get into fitness. So today we have a very, very cool guest joining the show. He is a very, very accomplished fitness person in the fitness space and he's always been fit since I've known him. The gentleman who is joining the show today, he is the owner and CEO of Warrior Body Coaching. He is the creator of the Amazon Queen Lean Body, and he has voted as one of Canada's top trainers. Today, we are joined by none other than my old friend and buddy, fitness expert supreme, Kyle Smith. Welcome to the show, Kyle.
1: Thanks, Akeem. That was a fantastic intro.
0: Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Uh, when I was thinking about doing a fitness episode, you're the first person that popped into my head because I can remember growing up and I remember you were a big rugby rugby player back in the day right
1: yeah absolutely
0: so I remember coming to one of your games and this is kind of adjacent to fitness this is more about just sheer desire but I remember you chasing down a guy probably because he broke through the line I think you were like the scrum half or you were like the flanker yeah and he uh broke through the line and he you you had an angle on him but he was still about 30 or 40 yards away and I can just remember seeing from like 20 or 30 uh yards away on the sidelines just like the sheer look of passion in your eyes as you were hunting this guy down like a wolf you ever seen those uh, documentaries on bbc earth yeah where you absolutely. see like a wolf outflank a uh, like a, a little uh rabbit in the prairies i'm like this guy is, <laughs> this guy is i'm like whatever this guy puts his mind to him like he's gonna figure it out and he's just gonna hunt it down because you know dollars to donuts you chase this guy down you caught him and you just completely ended that and took the ball back i'm like this guy's a complete
1: Just a beast, you know. So, you know. It's actually so funny that you mentioned that because before we started recording, I mentioned I have a story, and when the right time is up, I'm actually now is the right time for this. Okay. So one of my very first gym memories, uh, we weren't even in high school at that point. We were still in junior high. Kimi and I have known each other for that long, and we went to uh, a gym that was in the town that we lived in. And uh, we were doing bench press because that's what teens do. We just do bench press and we go as heavy as possible. And I decided to do an ego lift. And Akeem was there. And I'm not sure if you remember this, but maybe you will. I remember it. <laughs> so funny. And I decided to go for an ego lift. Everyone else was lifting. Um, pff, it could have been 95 pounds, 115. It could have been 135. It doesn't really matter. It was too heavy for me. And I remember the bar just slowly coming down and I wasn't able to push it up and no one was really spotting me. And then Akeem actually noticed that I, didn't, I couldn't push it up and he picked it up, racked it. And instead of asking if I was okay, he was like, man, you shouldn't lift that heavy. Don't embarrass me like that again.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So...
1: Just despite what it keeps said, I wasn't always uh, the the fit individual. I was actually uh, I was I was athletic, but I was also ego driven, and that was before I toned that down quite a bit.
0: Fair enough. You could have fooled me back then because you always look good with, uh, you know, uh, shirtless. Uh, you're always shirtless in the summer, and you always had a six pack. Have you ever not had a six pack?
1: That's a good question. Actually, I don't know. Maybe when I was an embryo. <laughs> I can relate. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's waved and weaned and as times progressed, but yeah. Well, I mean,
0: it is your business, but even before it was your business, it's, uh, it's amazing how lean you were, I think, naturally. Uh, what do you think that had to do? you think that's just genetics or what do you
1: think that, what do you think that had to do with it? Uh, well, when I was a kid, one of my first memories of exercising is doing push-ups with my dad. Which is pretty cool. And then basically every every other like father figure that I've had has had some sort of like physical component. So my, my stepdad, Ron, he was like absolutely fantastic. He was always wanting to do something physical as well. Learned how to snowboard from him. But there was actually a period where I was doing more working and less working out. Right. And that was when I was working in the restaurant industry. And I'm not sure for anyone listening, but the restaurant industry is not... Um, conducive to healthy habits. Mm. Yeah. So there was a little bit more uh, excessive drinking. Absolutely. Long stressful hours in the kitchen, and rinse and repeat. Was this the restaurant that starts with E and ends with S? Yeah, of course it was. Oh, okay. I'm and, familiar uh, with this restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Anyone in Edmonton is. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, this is actually this is actually going to tie into a story of how I got into where I'm at now as well. Right. So. I found myself in a situation where there's not really a happy spot. Like, I wasn't working out at the gym. I wasn't thinking of my nutrition. I was barely thinking of drinking water. It was pretty much just, like, sugary drinks and all that kind of stuff. And it actually wasn't until I hired my own coach. hmm and that's why I'm a very huge proponent. And even to this day, I still have my own uh, coach. Even if it's like in a small way, Interesting. I still have my own coaches because I see the value in um, the accountability. You can't fail when you're scared to disappoint someone else that you care about. Mm.
0: Accountability, okay. I mean, yeah, you're 100% right when you have that sense of because uh, anybody can let themselves down. It's it's. I think it's easier to let yourself
1: down, let yourself down than it is to let somebody else down. Absolutely. Is that kind of. And the thing that sucks with that though, is that when you let yourself down enough times, you can't trust yourself. Right. Because just like anyone else, if someone lets you down, how many how how long is it going to take until you're like I don't trust you anymore?
0: Right. No, definitely. People keep uh keep a people keep a scorecard with those kinds of things. It's like, okay, they're not consistent. Uh, it's hard to trust this person for X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to something as uh, as hard to stick to as fitness, I mean, that's probably even
1: more important. Absolutely. Because really, fitness is something that nobody wants to do. <laughs> it's yeah. really easy for someone to be like, oh, I ha- it, it, it makes me feel good to go buy a car. Oh, that's okay. Ca- okay, sounds good. <laughs> but no one wants to do the consistent, persistent, like painful act of Exercising.
0: You know it's a very that's a very profound thing because I even notice professional athletes. I watch some of these YouTube videos and documentaries of their off seasons, NFL, NBA, mm-hmm. MLB, whatever the sport is. And a lot of these athletes they do the fitness because it makes them better players, makes them more money. But the sport itself they love, but the actual training for the sport, it's it's a means to an end. It's supplemental. So even for these professional athletes, they don't want to train. Totally. For the
1: most part, there's some people out there who are just getting rats. And oh, something going back to the other part too. It was actually the impact of ha- hiring my own coach. That's what got me onto the path that I'm on now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And but um, going going with what you were talking about, scaling it down to like general populations of like athletes working out so that they're better at their sport. Think of the that's like comes down to impact as well. So they're able to perform better. They're able to be there. And with that performance, then there's a whole bunch of other like kids and uh, other younger athletes that are looking up to these individuals. So if we're looking at general populations, think of the role models that we have. If we make it simple as something like two healthy parents or even one healthy parent or just a healthy role model, that's influencing and positively impacting the next generation to think that some, doing something healthy, like exercising three times a week for 40 to 50 minutes or 40 to 60 minutes, that simple, something simple like that can change the trajectory of someone's life. Absolutely.
0: Having that as a, a frame of reference when you're growing up, someone who is into fitness, someone who is healthy. Uh, it's just a great, it's a great catalyst for your own interest. Like I think of The Rock. Everyone knows Dwayne Rock Johnson. Who? Just joking. <laughs> Can you summer <laughs> what Kyle is cooking? Nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, The Rock, I mean, uh, you look into his uh, story a little bit. You, you find out that his dad was in professional wrestling, right? He and was also
1: he, born in Nova Scotia. He's a Maritimer. Is, is that a fact? Yeah. Him and I have that in common. Unbelievable, or The Rock's dad actually. The Rock's dad, okay. Not the Rock. Okay, oh, listen. Uh,
0: that's listen. I still give him bragging points for that. He's his, uh, that makes him a Canadian by association. So, I'll take it. <laughs> yep. But The Rock, when he was growing <laughs> up, he had uh, his his dad would take him into the gym every single day at four o'clock, uh, four o'clock in the morning, and he had that as a foundational uh, element and 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 In uh, know uh, part of his life where he just saw that and he's like, okay. No matter what I do in my life, whether it's acting or wrestling or uh, sports or football or maybe even one day politics, who knows? He's going to be at the gym 6 a.m. busting his ass. And I think that he has his dad to thank for that, right? The That, that model he had to follow is extremely powerful. And I mean profound if you think about what he's been able to accomplish. You could probably trace it all back to those uh, 4 a.m. gym sessions when he was like 13.
1: Exactly. And it's similar to something that we chatted about before is if you show me your daily habits, even the average of your daily habits, I can tell you your future and where you're going. Absolutely. Yeah. Show me your habits and I'll show you your future, right? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Similar to the uh, adium, show me your friends and I'll show you your future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you, you can't really cheat that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about, you said you were in the restaurant industry uh, and you had that little period there. What kind of drew you into fitness? Because I knew that you were you were into sports, you were into rugby, you were an artist, and then you did the uh, the food and beverage industry. Were you kind of you were were you still keeping yourself fit in the gym during that time before you be, became the person you are today, uh, just this uh, uh, fitness guru? Like, were you kind of into fitness then, or did you just and Was it like kind of like a catalyst experience, uh, experience where you're like, oh, okay, I have to be a trainer, or like did it just kind of evolve naturally, like a
1: uh, well, before, before I hired my first uh, personal trainer, my first coach, it was like, it was like not working out at all. Like it was not a healthy point in my life at all, Sure. even remotely. But I got to the point where I got to the point where fear of staying the same outweighed the fear of change. So I decided to. Invest in that change, invest in myself. And that's when I hired the coach. And then from that point on, I, I trained with him for maybe six ish months, mm-hmm. and it was a good six months. But what got the, how that became the catalyst to me being a coach now is I wanted to positively impact people like I was positively impacted. Wow.
0: So this uh, this trainer you had for six months, uh, this coach you had, what were some of the things that stood out to you about him? Like was it like the, did he make you adopt new routines? Was it more than fitness? Was it like mentality stuff? Or was it, was it a, what was it about his program that is, uh, is still kind of with you today as far as the way you see this industry?
1: Honestly, program, like looking back on it I'm actually now I'm definitely a better coach than him but it was actually um when he said when he said things where there's a when I looked into his eyes there's a particular belief that he had in me and I got that by association so I believed in myself more because someone else believed in me unbelievable so he,
0: he you were able to you were able to understand that yeah
1: and it's something you can't even really articulate because that's did, why it was you, really did. tough when you were saying that. i was like oh this is gonna be a tough answer on this yeah. one
0: because <laughs> when someone just believes in you you can feel it i, I don't I, sometimes it doesn't have to be expressed so you can't mm-hmm. it can't be written down you just know when someone's just like man i think you can make it yeah
1: exactly and that was that was what i needed at that time too and something that's uh crazy as well my very first client I ever had, exact same experience. I was that positive impact on her, and we are still friends like seven years later. Unbelievable, man. That's the power, and I mean, that's why I think the
0: fitness industry, beyond the fact of all the benefits you, you can derive from it and how it impacts your life, it sounds like the relationships you build, and actually I can actually I can speak from this, the relationships I've had with my personal trainers in the past, I've had a few, Uh, they've been so, they've been so much more than just that transaction of I pay you, you train me. It's been like, I know you, I know your deepest, it was almost like uh, Mm a therapeutic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's actually the number one thing that I say right off the bat with anybody who's even remotely interested in training with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm someone that likes to, uh, like, Give and to provide. And al- along with that is there has to be a good communication. There has to be a buildup of trust. And so the number one thing that I like to say to uh, anyone who signs up to my program is just like any other relationship, because it is a relationship, every good relationship is built upon communication and trust. I always want my clients to run to me, not away from me, because I can't help them if they're running away. Absolutely. And you think about
0: when you're in the throes of getting into fitness and you're changing your lifestyle, you're changing your behaviors, you want that trust, you want that ability to come to somebody in your deepest, darkest moments when you're in the McDonald's parking lot and you're about to down cheeseburger, right? And somebody to call maybe that's not everyone's. that's probably what I would find myself yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. a dark moment but i think that you need to be able to call somebody and understand that the person on the other end of the line is going to be number 1 in your corner number 2 not going to judge you because there's that
1: relationship there there's absolutely that work, there's a baseline respect absolutely i completely agree with that and that's why like that's why the relationship is more important there's like the tactical component the accountability is definitely gonna, has to be there for a coaching program and it can't be just like a willy-nilly cookie cutter program either because well, every body is different and you have to work with that not against that because we only have the bodies that we got we're not going to have like some sort of crazy modification or anything like that we if if some people are eating something and it creates like inflammation where our, our bodies are stressed out by it that's why there's gluten intolerance, dairy intolerance. Some people can eat like this, but they can't eat that. We have to work within those too. And that's what really makes the results. I
0: want to unpack something you just said. You said willy-nilly programs or willy-nilly uh, uh, approaches. In the fitness industry, um, I mean, that's a, that's a way of saying it's, it's a kind of shoebox, one-shoe-fits-all one, one kind of approach. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that, is that more common than not? Like I'll speak from experience when I see these YouTube ads or I see a Facebook ad and they're, they're pitching some kind of fitness program. Part of me is like, okay, well it's, you know, any kind of, any kind of movement is beneficial, but if it's not specifically tailored to you, how, 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 how uh, impactful can those results actually be? So what, what did you, what did you mean when you said willy nilly with, with regards to approaches in fitness? Is that just like that umbrella approach or?
1: Was it just that uh, it's not specific enough? And an umbrella approach can work. I think the main difference between a willy-nilly program and a program that will work is whether or not they actually have the coaching and the accountability. Because I'm, this is my job. I'm actually going to be completely honest. All the information for anybody out there to change their bodies, to change their health, to change their nutrition is out there. Right. But they don't have the accountability. They right. don't have the coaching. They don't have um, the advice from experience. That's where people get the results. People can find like PDFs for <laughs> the freaking ROCKS program. It doesn't mean they're going to get turned into the ROCK. That's right. They can stick to it to a T, and that doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah. Information is so widespread and ubiquitous that it it's almost doesn't mean anything. Like if, if if information was uh, the only thing that was important for fitness, everyone would have six packs. Yeah, because exactly. it's all online. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so it's not in the information; it's in the application. Yeah, exactly. It has to be deeper rooted. There actually has to be the want and the need to change, and that's why that's why coaching is important. Because you hire someone because you don't want to disappoint them. You know that there's going to be check-ins. You know that some. You know that I'm gonna say. What happened in the last week? Tell me, tell me something that was a win in the last seven days. They tell me a win. Okay, what went wrong in the last seven days? They tell me what went wrong. Then we break that down into manageable bite-sized steps so that in the following week, what went well or what did not go well was the win for the next week. Absolutely. So you're just, you're, you're building off
0: you're you're slowly filling in the holes of the dam that's leaking so you're 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 patching everything up slowly it's progression okay uh, exactly and when you're when you're doing these when you when you're, when you're, when, you're ta- when you're leading somebody through this process let's say one person wants functionality right they mm-hmm. just want to be able to let us say they want to be more mobile and they've had uh histories of uh maybe they had an a c l or maybe they had a broken ankle or they had this and that Or maybe somebody is just like, they have no ailments as far as their body goes and the structure is fine, but they want aesthetics. Is there different programs for those kind of people?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's also another part too, is being able to actually coach someone one-on-one and not having a cookie cutter program in that way. That's a lot, it's a lot more manageable to be able to set it up that way too. And so if we're able to build up that relationship and build up that coaching and also just have like... Uh, a situation where we're literally just getting to talk about those goals, then we're able to, then I can actually make a program based off of someone's past injuries or something like that. Gotcha. So that's why I'm saying like, as a general like form of information, if it's only information that someone needs, the information's there. But if they want to get, if they want to get support, fast results, uh faster than they would if they were doing their own research, then they would, they would want to hire a coach because they already have the experience, they already have the knowledge, they can time condense what could take someone else who's just learning, then implementing, guessing and testing. And that like five to 10-year process is chopped down into three years, for example. Okay. When it comes to that um,
0: process, you mentioned speed. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how important is speed to your process versus the process of, your, of the people who you're, who you're leading? Because it sounds like, uh, well, I know it, this, this has to be a fact that most people want results now, right? I want to be ripped yesterday. Okay. Okay, Kyle. Uh, Kay, yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. I want to get on your program. Uh, how fast can we get this done? Is that a region- reasonable approach, or is that sustainable? Getting no. things done. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a sustainable approach because people want quick fixes, but it it doesn't mean they're actually going to appreciate the actual effort that goes into it too. So I actually like to say because people want to get do everything all at once. And that's not the best approach because then the sustainability is not there. They're not building up those healthy habits. And if they're taking on too many things at one time, then they also get overwhelmed and then they just don't do it. So I like to say that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Mm, I like that. And so that's why over a a 12-month program, it's a lot easier to do micro-adjustments. Because if you're going for a sprint, I'm not sure if anyone listening to this has ever seen a sprinter biff it, but it's not as bad as a marathon runner biffing it. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, yeah, you definitely
0: want to sm- slow as smooth and smooth as fast. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And it's
1: harder to mess up that way too because if you really think about it, if, if someone's driving and even if it's like a one mile distance – I think it's the average is you're doing something like 200 micro adjustments of the steering wheel in that one mile distance. So let's say you're driving and then you swerve to the right a little bit and then you turn the wheel left so that you're in the middle of the lane. Then you're a little bit over to the left. Mm-hmm. Then you micro adjust back to the middle of the lane by turning right. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. that's what a long term... "Quote unquote long because a year is not really that long if you look at the grand scheme of things. Right? If it took someone five years to gain two hundred pounds, then a year to lose that two hundred pounds is not that bad. Exactly.
0: No. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because yeah, when when you're spreading it out, you make you make these micro like I thought of I thought of a spaceship going into uh you know a shuttle SpaceX any any kind of rockets the the amount of uh. Uh, pivots or uh, adjustments they make to stay true north when they're going into the stratosphere and into space they make a thousand adjustments as they're going right, but it's because the distance is so vast, right? So if you're thinking about a course of a year, you're, like you're saying you, you, you give a person a lot more leeway to make mistakes But if it was three months, let's say or let's say it was like 30 days Which is what a lot of things on Instagram say, right? Uh, 21 day challenges 21 baby day challenges uh, 30 days to a six-pack, you yeah. know, I mean people and that that that's that's preying on our on our um, on our brains that say we need it now. That microwave culture, uh, throw uh, you know th- throw some butter in the mic, throw some butter on the stove and it will melt. Like that's just yeah. you know that's not how, that might fat might burn that fast on the stove, but it doesn't burn that fast in the
1: body. What happens with that? I'm actually totally fine with being completely uh, transparent on this one. From a business standpoint, those quick fixes are also quick wins. So people. People have the quick wins, and that's what uh, helps get people over buyer's remorse. Then at the end of the 30-day challenge, in almost all cases, not all, but almost all cases, including ones that I've actually had too, at the end of it, you've done amazing, which most people will do if they actually implement the 30 days. It, like They actually do get results, but it's not sustainable. But it's a way of getting more clients. So then at the end of it, you did amazing. You got these results. I'm going to offer a one-time discounted price on my continuing training. And this is going to be how long it's going to be. Hmm. So they get an
0: easy win. They get a really quick win. Exactly. And then that psychology of that quick win. And they're like,
1: them. wow, if I can accomplish this in 30 days, what can I accomplish in X amount of months?
0: Wow, it, it reminds me, spending, bro. A hundred percent, man, and it's it's psychology too. Because if yep. you think about psychology, let's say uh, uh, there's a there's a two ways to pay off debt, right? You have the snowball snowball method, which is you pay off the lowest uh, the lowest amount of the o first, and then you work your way up to the biggest. And that lowest amount, you can do that really quick. And the reason why you pay off your lowest amount first is because it give when you do it when you are able to pay that off quickly it's a mini win. So your brain's like, okay, I'm making progress. Exactly. So that 30 day challenge you're talking about, it's like, ah, I'm making progress. And then you're inclined to keep it going. Mm-hmm. But if it's like
1: months and months before you see your first pound go away, then that's tougher. That's tougher. And that's where the, it, it comes down to the psychological components on that one too. But one thing that's a really good takeaway for, um, especially if there's any kind of, um, service based coaching people that'll listen to this. This is a, a positive way of doing it. So I do a year-long program. It's a solid program. Guess results. And I always want to get feedback from my clients. So I say what kind of an extra kind of thing would be good for this. And it, it's like a little like side um side program that they can do on their own. So I'm there's going to be a sleep one, breathwork one, uh uh how to dominate your day. Nice. But the, the reason that I want to do that is because I want to provide more value to clients and that helps with retention. This is just business advice now. Of course. And that helps re- with retention because anticipation builds participation. Mm. And so if they ha- have that anticipation, like, oh, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to quit this month, but that next program sounds really good. Exactly. And then you're building a catalog of really good quality programs but you're giving your clients so much more value that they don't want to leave. And then the retention's just amazing. Oh, it's like weird because when you're actually like a really good coach and you actually want to care about your clients, it's like they want to stay with you or something. I go from that. So crazy. It's hey, the, It's the
0: darkest things, man. <laughs> go figure. Holy smokes. <laughs> you mean you're actually, you're offering a lot of value and they're staying like, hey, geez, man. <laughs> Freaking. Start to start spreading the news. You know Mind what I'm blown, much? I hey, holy shit! Collect, let me click my brain off the floor here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, you think about these uh, the sustainability of that one year program because I mm-hmm. think that these thirty day programs uh, it goes back to something that I've experienced in my own life because I got pretty fit in the summer and it, c- it comes down to this idea of how fast you can lose your fitness and how fast you can because mm-hmm. it can yeah. from I'm speaking from personal experience. I ran a lot in the summertime. I was going on these like 5, 10, 15K runs. I got pretty, I didn't get super lean, but I got really thin. And as soon as it started snowing, of course, you uh, stopped running and there's no gyms open or there wasn't at the time. And I think in a, inside of two weeks, I didn't gain a lot of weight, but I feel like I lost a lot of my toneness. And then I think that with my cardiovascular and my, my, my lung capacity for that endurance part it just shot by like i probably lost 40 percent of my capacity inside of two weeks uh i would i would disagree with the 40 percent
1: number but well, i understand well, what you're saying would you
0: say it's like probably like 10 20 like uh like, maybe ha- something like that yeah yeah but uh, like w- can you speak to that drop off of losing that fitness uh, uh if you don't like you know wood rots and metal rusts, right
1: so yeah exactly that's the thing that freaking sucks about fitness though is that it's so hard to build up right? It doesn't matter what your goals are. It's, it's so difficult. You have to be persistent in your daily, like your daily goal. Like the goal has to be so important that you do it every day no matter what. And then you give up. And exactly like you said, like two weeks later, you're just like, whoa, like things that weren't achy or achy for whatever reason. And that's, that's like it's, it's crazy because that's what our, uh, not, not just physically, but also mentally, that's what we are kind of pre-programmed to do. We are meant to be in states of like being lazy and comfortable. Our bodies don't want to do things that are scary or hard or difficult or unknown. And so it brings us back to like when we get comfortable, if we're just like sitting on the couch watching Netflix... Then our body likes that, and then it actually just, it just puts us in a horrible cycle, to just stay in that comfort zone. But that comfort zone, I think
0: that's more mentally related. I think that's more mentally correlated than it is uh, energy correlated. Because the funny thing about fitness and exercising that I've noticed is, the more I work out, the more exercise I do, the more energy I have. Yeah. So isn't that funny that we don't want to do that because maybe we don't have the right attitude, the right mindset etc but if we do it might boost our mindset might boost our attitude but it's
1: hard it's like the it's the greatest dramatic irony of life it is it's like oh it feels so good to sit in a couch but then i don't think anyone wants to sit in a couch for four weeks but then Mm -hmm. nobody on day one wants to go for a run Mm -hmm. but they feel the differences afterwards isn't that ridiculous it it is it's we're not logical are we no, us humans. Eh? We're we're emotional beings. We just kind of do with things uh, with. We just go with things that like feel, right. Uh, absolutely. It's like short term, short term like satisfaction and benefits and stuff like that. But that's the that's the thing. That's the thing that actually people need to have a reframe on, is that they have to have uh, a sense of fulfillment, and enjoyment, in the process. So. If going into that a little bit deeper, if you have a sense of fulfillment and, uh, and happiness in the process of it, then you're not gonna stop it. You can do one of those challenges where you wanna run a, a marathon or a half marathon, doesn't matter, whatever it is, it could be three months. You train every day and you work that three months, three months, and you're just like crushing the runs. And then after you finish that run, You completely stop or maybe you go a couple days without running you say I'm gonna run tomorrow but you don't then two weeks four weeks two months four months and so on and so forth and the reason for that is because you had an end goal which there's nothing wrong with having an end goal that's very very important because then you can actually work towards something but it's not until you actually have fulfillment from the process Of doing that thing that you're not going to come up with those excuses and so with that this is the hard part for a lot of folks is you actually have to shift your perspective and your narrative of what your identity is so if you're not if you start out with not being a runner and you want to run that marathon but you want to do it for the rest of your life then over time You have to keep on saying to yourself, I am a runner, I am a runner, I am a runner, and then it becomes a part of your identity. Then when you wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to do a run, and someone questions like, oh, why is that you uh, get up at 4 a.m. to do a run? You already did your race uh, two months ago. Then you can have the response, well, I'm just a runner. I'm a runner. It's just what I do. Mm -hmm. Because then it's a part of who you are, and it's a part of the process that gives you fulfillment. The goal doesn't matter anymore. That's, right. just a, that's just like a check mark on a piece of paper. But who you become in the process, that's the key component. Interesting, man. I mean, uh, it's
0: the process of getting to your goal, a lot of people would say, is the most fun part in retrospect. You think about any, any activity you've done in the past, uh, I would have to agree with you because I even think to my football days. I don't remember the games we won, I don't remember the games we lost. I remember the process of practice, I remember the process of knowing the guys in the locker room, I remember the pro- process of training. That's what I really cherish, that's what I really celebrate. And I think to your point, when you when this becomes part of your identity, the fitness, that's kind of a serendipity of the actual ultimate prize, which is, hey, I, I, I committed to something, I followed through, I did it every single day, I was a person on a mission and and then you, you just remember, when you're looking back on your life, you're like, hey, I woke up at X, X time every single day for X days in a row. And I was on, I was on a mission. That whole sense of being on a mission is interesting, eh?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that, too. Or, yeah, I love mission. And more folks need to just go with, like, the sense of fulfillment and, like, the little accomplishments in that one, too. Because fulfillment is underrated. There's not enough people feeling fulfillment. Like, fulfillment to me is what I do as a career, I would do for free mm. because the fulfillment is so powerful. Well, is
0: it your fulfillment or the fulfillment that you help people achieve? Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Uh, shit, I think a little bit of both, but I just get a sense of fulfillment from. Helping people for sure
0: damn that's a good one no, I get you man i I think you I think you uh i think I think it's both because it has to be I yeah mean, you mean if you were doing this by yourself, you would get lonely right we need uh we're very tribal creatures so if you can do something you love with other people who love what you do and they love it as well I mean. You know, we're talking cookies and
1: cream now. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's actually a good way of putting it. You know? Yeah, so it would definitely be both, especially after that explanation, because that was actually spot on. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I wish I actually had and, that, uh, that explanation. That know, was awesome.
0: Cookies and cream, you know, shake and bake. Yeah, you exactly. Play, uh, chi- uh, biscuits and gravy. Honey, uh, garlic,
1: chicken wings. What?
0: Hey, hey and speaking of food, man, um, I, I was looking through your Instagram, I was looking through your social medias, and I noticed a lot about, not a lot, but like, I'd say every other six or seven posts was about nutrition.
1: Yeah, of course. And I
0: and I saw a lot of food stuff, and I think it'd be I wouldn't be blowing any minds here uh, if I said uh, nutrition is tied to fitness. But can you speak a little bit more about that? Because uh, with regards to how people approach nutrition, uh, you know, uh, a close friend of mine one time said, "Akeem, you're working out six days a week, uh, but you're you're eating a bag of chips every night. So of course you're not losing weight." I said, "Well, that doesn't make doesn't make sense because the uh, the bike." you know, the bikes can tell you how much calories you burnt or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just doing arithmetic, right? Well, the the, the bike said I burned a thousand calories (laughs) and the bag of chips is 700. So I lost 300 300 calories. Yeah. That's the net difference. Okay. (laughs) So if we add that up over six days, six times three is 1800 calories. A pound of fat is a thousand calories. So Uh how come I'm not losing weight? So can you explain why nutrition kind of, is, is more than a calorie
1: uh, net, a zero-sum game and yeah. why it actually matters so much. On another, like, crazy funny point on that one, so it was a machine, right? It was a machine bike, right?
0: Yeah, it, it, like, it reads your palms and it it's out yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a calorie yeah. number at you. Know, yeah,
1: I'd love to see how consistent it is across all machines. Anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. I'm a little bit suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Because
1: calorie counters. But calorie... Yeah. When it comes to nutrition... Obviously, there's so many different routes that that folks can go, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so, so many routes. And I think it's really fun and entertaining to kind of de- guess and test. I've tried a bunch, minus vegan and vegetarianism because, well, beer's vegan, so I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. But um, one thing one thing that folks need to understand is that there has to be the sustainability approach when it comes to nutrition. And I'm not sure if I'm gonna go answer your question on this one, I'm probably just gonna rant a little bit, but there has to be a sustainability approach. If you're doing something and you're like, yeah, I could probably do this for the rest of my life, then that's a pretty freaking good system. Because then you're also not gonna have the peaks and valleys of different caloric intakes. Uh, you're not gonna have garbage foods. If your sleep is going well, your energy is up, you're recovering well. Um, you don't have brain fog. You don't have very much inflammation. If you eat something and you don't feel like shit after an hour, that's a that's pretty freaking good. Mm. Like that list right there, those are what people should be looking for in nutrition and how they fuel their body. It there are there is science to like low carb and then there's high carb and then. There's uh, carnivore, and then there's keto and-, keto, and then paleo, and then Atkins, and- Atkins and- which is basically just high fat, right? Which is basically just keto. <laughs> so it's all everything that's recycled over, everything has cycles, right? <clears throat> but there's some parts that are just kind of non negotiables, like industrial oils, like canola oil, is just not good because it creates inflammation in someone's system. And what I mean by inflammation is there's gut health and uh, there's a lot of nutrients that get absorbed through our stomach as the first source and it's usually fat. And then that, the first part it goes to is usually to our brain because our brain needs the most amount of calories to actually function in our whole system. And that's why there's, like in our gut lining, which is like a credit card thick. Really? It just absorbs the fat through that. And then that's why, for example, Bulletproof Coffee, because you're combining the caffeine molecules to the fat molecules. And that's what creates a prolonged caffeinated high and you don't have a crash. Interesting. So you're flattening the curve. Exactly. And so for those of you that do any sort of weed edibles that's why it lasts for so long. Yeah, because the, uh, the, chocolate,
0: the chocolate is uh, – the fat in the chocolate is absorbing the exactly. psilocybin or, or whatever. It's not psilocybin. That's
1: not mu- that's, we're not oh, talking about oh, mushrooms. Oh, my CBD and THC, <laughs> dude. Wow. Oh, sorry. Way CVC off. way off. Way in left field. We dude. could totally have a conversation about that one on oh, another geez. podcast. But yeah. that's, that's also the thing as well as like that's why edibles take so long to go into the system. It, it has to go through a digestive system. Similar to bulletproof coffee because of the fat component. But that's why it's such a slow caffeine high and then a slow descent and you don't have a crash. So that's why fat is, I would say fat all across the board, no matter what someone's particular beliefs are with nutrition, fat is healthy for you. It is where we get most of the nutrients for our bodies to function, especially your fats. And you can actually see it from uh, and an evolutionary standpoint, when we started eating animal proteins, you can see a huge spike in our brain development, and that was the catalyst that actually separated us from our um, not-as-smart ancestors.
0: Yeah, what's peculiar to me is how fat was sold as evil. In the, like, you were born in the 90s like me. Yeah. I don't know what... Exactly, but what i remember, actually, the '90s. 90s. <laughs> but I remember being—I remember looking, walking through the aisles in the in the grocery stores and seeing fat-free, uh, no fat, thirty percent less fat. When really, I think the evil in the twenty-first century has been sugar. I agree. So sugar is replaced with fat, and fat's been labeled the bad guy. When really, it's just the kind of fats, right? So you have like yeah. you know, uh, saturated, unsaturated fats. But what I'm trying to say with all this is. The macronutrients, within the macronutrients where you have your proteins, you have your fats, you have your carbohydrates, I think that fat was uh, unfairly vilified for years and years and years and there was a study in the 70s, I forget who did it, but it was called the Seven uh, Seven Country Study and they associated yeah. a high fat di- diet with uh, high risks of cardiovascular disease and all these things, but it was ill-founded. The research was actually flawed and that, that spurred a lot of stuff with the USDA and how the United States uh, Food Pyramid was built and, you know, it's trickled down into, you know, how we, how we think about fat today. When I think about fat today, I think about flavor.
1: Oh, and you? that's a bonus. Like, oh, that's, that's I a, think, bonus. Like, it, honestly, a bonus. Like, honestly, fat yeah. is so delicious and so good and it's healthier for you. Bacon fat is like... It's it's like on that wean because it is like a good quality fat, but it's through the curing process of the bacon that's what right. makes it where different. it's sourced and all that kind of stuff. And, exactly. And we're
0: Canadians. I mean, this is yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty much.
1: And then also like the industrial seed, that's the part that's not good. Right. And. Like. I can go down with a couple different rabbit holes on that. <laughs> But the thing that's really difficult with the, like, canola oil, it's so much cheaper and it's so much less right. expensive. But at the same time, people are, like, companies are able to make profit off of that lower cost so oil. When, it's ridiculous.
0: So when it comes to your, the clients you've had and the people you kind of, you you lead mm-hmm. when it comes to fitness and the decisions they make, what are some, you know, common uh, pitfalls um, or, or uh, uh, holes in the, uh, you know, potholes you see people fall into when it comes to their nutrition as is you know, when it comes to following your program and, 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 and doing it in the right best way possible, do you, do you, is there any common, is there any consistent things that keep popping up when it comes to someone's diet, like things that they fall victim to? I think the obvious ones would be maybe ice cream, chocolate, uh, uh, the sugar stuff, right? We could go back to the sugar.
1: What would you say it is? Honestly, it's not. What would you say? Dehydration. Oh, wow. This is interesting. People are not drinking enough water. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that answer. That's a, that's the common denominator. Like if I, if I'm thinking of my last like eight to 10 ish years of being in the fitness industry and as a coach, I would say it's actually lack of hydration because people have the thought of, I am drinking something, therefore is water. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean they're actually hydrating themselves because. well, it's water and whiskey, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that definitely dehydrates, yeah? But it tastes so damn good. So, so good. But uh, it's like when you have like a sugary liquid, your body's not going to be actually, well, alcohol in itself is a sugar. So it's kind of all together, but your body recognizes it as a toxin. So it's not going to pay as much attention to the uh the liquid like the water component. It's actually going to put its efforts into dispelling or not dispelling but getting rid of the the part that's not good for you. So the sugar or the alcohol. And that's why things like beer even though it's, it's delicious and I drink beer. I'm a human being, sure. Um and well beer mostly that's why it's empty calories. It's because you can drink it, it's majority carbohydrates. If you're really thinking of carbohydrates as is, it's not that high in carbohydrates. And you're drinking it, but your body's not focusing on the carbohydrates and trying to change it so it can be utilized as energy. It's looking at the alcohol and trying to get rid of that. So it, you, you have to think of it like, Okay, in these two situations, what's my body going to look at? Not the carbohydrates. It's going to look at the alcohol because it's poisonous for us. Sure, right? It has priorities. Exactly. And we, our body just is a built, built-in system like that. And that's why, like sugars, for example, as well. Same idea. So if we go get a freaking... S bucks mocha latte frappa yappa yeah yeah venti or uh, trenti because apparently trenties are a thing holy smokes that's thirty ounces caramel macchiatos that's our bodies aren't focusing on like <laughs> the <laughs> amount of liquid that's in there There's, it's focusing on the shit the that's fit. in there yeah let's get rid of this bile this yeah. is a toxin but dehydration is one of the most uh, main things and I'll actually okay I'll go on a couple other points on this one so to make. Hydration simpler. Some sort of mineral water is really good. So you can get like a carbonated carbonate mineral water. That's fantastic for um, uh, hydration. You can go with a Pellegrino and people would be like, Oh, Pellegrino is expensive. If you go over to like the local city market that's like run by Superstore. Can I actually say the names or whatever? Yeah, sure. Sweet. Which is run by Superstore. You can get like three... Four, or uh, three one-liter bottles for six bucks, and it's carbonated mineral water in glass casing with plastic lids. So that's for everybody that's out there that's, that's the, focusing on ionized water as reasonable. well. Yeah, exactly. Because think of the long term as well. That's not even expensive for three liters of water. Just have boom, boom, boom. Day one, day two, day three. But going into that as well you can always change the quality of your water me personally I don't have any issues with this but I like a little bit of uh, pink salt in there because there's something like 45 to 50 essential minerals for our body to utilize magnesium and a whole bunch of other ones like that zinc and yeah and something that I was uh, chatting with a, a client the other day about actually it wasn't even a client it was just someone that messaged me on Instagram um which my Instagram is at warriorbodykyle. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. Uh,
0: we'll, we'll throw that in there at the end for sure. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good, man.
1: But uh, um, we yeah. were talking about Himalayan salt as is, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's really good." Blah blah blah. And what people don't understand is that the word "salt," like, and "salary" comes from the same Latin root word of "sal" s a l. So Roman legionnaires used to get paid their weight in salt, not in money, because salt was more valuable. Because you can cure meat, it was hydrating. You can well flavor foods, and you can make preservatives. And it created it had a lot of the essential minerals and nutrients for the Roman legionnaires to actually function for war times. Wow. So I, salary and I, I salt. That kind Same of history thing.
0: Stuff. Yeah, I love that history stuff. Fun fact. Lagineer, yeah, legionnaire salt and getting so they got paid their weight in salt hmm. that's uh no that's incredibly interesting i mean uh i'll have to look into that a little bit anyone they're, who had a salt
1: mind made bank oh my god
0: yeah yeah they they, they, they when I've, I've seen where they find it in um southeast asia and they have these big like um uh, they did, like big walks out of like the mountain it looks like and they're just chipping away at it and i'm just like wow you know, and also, you know, you see those goats or those, um, uh, yeah, those goats on the, on the mountainside, they just lick rocks, right? Those are salted rocks. Yeah. So it's interesting where you can find salt and no water. hundred percent being hydrated is so, so important. Um, and, uh, I've noticed for myself, um, like doing intermittent fasting for a few years now, um, I've noticed that number one, hunger is subjective. And number two, if I'm hungry, it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm probably just thirsty. So a lot of times what I've done is when I'm hungry, and maybe you can speak to this, I'll just down a glass of water, tall glass of water, and all of a sudden, I'm not hungry
1: anymore. That's actually 100% accurate too. Uh, because the sensation for hunger and dehydration are the exact same. Yeah. So when people actually think they're hungry, they're probably actually just dehydrated. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, and that's... Uh, Which is pretty
1: freaking crazy. That yeah.
0: sensation. I, I think it's a uh, hunger... The hormone is called ghrelin. And then when mm-hmm. ghrelin kicks, I mean, it, it it comes and goes. But it's... uh Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it, it's in your stomach, right? It's going to the same place. So um, folks, just try drinking a glass of water if you're looking at that bag of chips and it's uh, presenting itself like a viable option.
1: Also on that one, because I want people to actually have a takeaway. Uh, As like every, every human body is going to be different, right? But around 100 ounces per day, start with that and then see how it goes. 100 ounces. So, what, 100 how many ounce. glasses is that?
0: Like a normal, like, well, I guess a, 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 well, glass, be, is like, uh, a glass is like 12 ounces, right?
1: That'd be, uh, that'd be 100 one ounce shots.
0: Ah, got you. The 100 shots. <laughs> yeah. I'm only familiar with 100 uh, one ounce shots when it comes to this uh, game called the Beer Game the century club The century club
1: yeah no i haven't done that before
0: i've i've i think i did it in college and i i we we tried and we only got to like 35 what it's extremely hard once you get to like 30 40 50 really it's oh yeah i've i've watched on youtube a few people who only got to like 70 or 80 really but you have to be like a serious tank because it's so uh because i think it's every minute on the minute
1: yeah absolutely yeah really
0: yeah, good luck with that because
1: I'm actually so confident I could possibly <laughs> pull it off.
0: Hey, listen, man. I mean, I play
1: the long game though when it comes to drinking, so it'd be fine.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you could definitely, uh, I think, yeah, you could, uh, you could, uh, you could, definitely I think I do could you just you know put on some rock music and
1: oh, yeah, just bang it out. We'll get to that later. Yeah, absolutely. An <laughs> uh, that's another thing, too. When you're <clears throat> that's another thing, too. Whoever listens to us, like, if you're in. If you're looking for someone that you want to hire as a fitness coach, I don't care if it's not me, but look for someone who has similar values to you, someone that you you know you can get along with. You don't want to try finding someone that has like something that's ridiculous that you're just like, uh, you just don't vibe with. You have to vibe with the person that you're working with. Simple as that
0: yeah the vibe uh, that's one of my favorite words when it comes to relationships and connections is what's the vibe like right like yeah it's something you can't really you can't really put your finger on it but it's in the air you know it's very metaphysical so i like the i like that word that word to describe it it's
1: kind of like when you walk into a room and you just feel the atmosphere and you're just like oh i don't want to be here or it's like yeah i want to be here man that makes me think of when i used to walk to the gym my routines and
0: i was i actually wanted to you know, get your idea about some routines you have when it comes to, number one, your personal life. But when you get into the gym, like, how do you, like, you anchor yourself? Um, and what I, what, I, what I mean by anchor is how do you get your mind prepped for war? Because I feel like fitness and getting in shape is, like, a, is, like is going to battle. And the Romans, mm-hmm. speaking about the Romans again, the Romans used to anchor themselves by picking up dirt on the battlefield and just rubbing it in their hands. Yeah. And it would get them ready for that mindset of I'm, I might kill somebody today, I might kill somebody today. Yeah. Or I might be killed today. Um, so that anchoring, what do you do for yourself to anchor yourself when you walk into the gym for yourself, for your clients, when you're getting ready for that
1: workout? Nice. For myself, uh, I listen to the exact same – there's this on YouTube Mulligan Brothers, super motivational. And it's actually just a collaboration of the people that I look up to along with music. That I just play, and it's about an hour long. So when I do whatever I can within that hour, so I'm really pumped up with that, and when I listen to that, I have that's my cue. That's that's my switch. Gotcha. And uh, is it like? Can you describe them a little bit more? Like they're they're
0: kind of like uh, it's just like talking to you, like or is it like uh, yeah over yeah. some like okay? It's like
1: it's like uh, so. There's uh, obviously like the rock. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh gosh, he's like a collective. Mel Robbins, uh, who wrote uh, the five-second rule, and a whole bunch of these other these other people that are just awesome.
0: No, that's uh that's great. Yeah, when it comes to um, uh, getting, because I think uh, we used to anchor ourselves in football with uh, not with like the 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 speeches, but motivational. Mm -hmm. I I love those motivational speakers too, Um, uh, speakers, and just like getting that in your mind. Um, I used to, when I was playing football, we used to listen to heavy metal in the locker room with some gangster rap. Of course. Of course yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um,
1: but I never listened to Metallica nice. and now whenever I listen to Metallica, I just start doing pushups. So on that, on that note too, repetition actually changes the state. So with me listening to that and I know it's workout time because I play it, even if I don't want to work out, I'll start playing it. And then my brain has that shift. Similar to what you were just saying. We have to find that thing that motivates us and then we just, we have that association where that's when I feel like my best self or that's when you should feel like your best self.
0: Right. So when you're, um, yeah, when you find, you find that ability to, you know, really get that music or that way to anchor yourself, get into the gym, you're ready to go you're lifting the weights and you have that kind of rocket booster behind you of, you know, you're going to war. Because I feel like if you don't anchor yourself, if you don't get yourself pumped up, even if it's like half a DMX song on the way into the gym, it's it's
1: just going to, you're asking for trouble, right? Those those weights will just win, will kick your ass. I, I completely agree with that. And something that uh, Tony Robbins says is when you can change the state, you can change the strategy. And... Listening to something that gets you in a particular state then you can optimize that particular strategy as well so that It's it's creating a different baseline for whatever you're kind of trying to aim towards
0: Absolutely different 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 state different strategy makes me think about um, uh, You know changing your state and uh, you know What is the strategy? you want to have when you're going to the gym like do you want to like, well i guess your your strategy should be about focusing on the workout at hand um you know being uh, being present i know sometimes though i'm in a rush right so the strategy is get in get out or the, the strategy is to uh you know just get through it as fast as you can uh you know i, I guess the strategy depends on you know what your what, what your goals are you're trying to lose weight fast you're trying to be intentional uh, I know um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not sure if you've seen that mu- that uh, documentary called Pumping Iron. Yeah, I think
1: he- I've heard of it. Oh yeah, I'm just joking. I've seen it.
0: Finish the rep. Finish it. Get one more. One more. And they're like doing squats and they're like squatting like 300 pounds, and the uh, the guy's like about to pass out, and Arnie's like, "Come on," and he's pretty much saying, "Just don't be a bitch." And yeah, then the guys just given her. her, yeah. Uh, but I guess Arnie's strategy might have been like his state was, I'm trying to be a uh, Mr. Olympia, so his target was, I'm going to be the best in the world. And his strategy in the gym was just to max out, and in other words, just collapse because this guy in the movie he was doing squats, Arnie's pushing him. And if Arnold Schwarzenegger is like spotting you, or in your ear in the mid-70s telling you to do a squat. you, you oh, goddamn it, you do a squat. Do yeah. You die on that squat rack. With that but it's funny. The guy put the squat, he, he finished his squats, he finished the set, and then he racked it and he just collapsed. And then uh, they, they, they kind of split to Arnie doing an interview and Arnold was like, when you work in the muscle, you focus on the muscle. And you yeah. fo- till we work out to we uh, work out to I can't do an Austrian action. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I... Get to the chopper. So
1: so they'll actually add to that. <laughs> it's not too. a tumor. One thing that was super cool in later, in his later years when he was actually having an interview, he, he had the conversation or he was in an interview. It wasn't in a conversation. And, um, some people would actually ask him, like you're doing the exact amount of reps, the exact same workout, the exact same, uh, tempo as the guy across the gym. And you're doing it with a smile on your face, and the other guy looks miserable. Why is that? And Arnie said, "Because I love the process." Hmm. So it still comes down to the process. The process, man. But when it comes down, when it comes to the strategy of like, people just that one's that one's going to be unique depending on the individual. Yeah. If someone is going through, like, let's say someone has really intense like debilitating temporary anxiety towards going to the gym they just have to set up those little uh little quick wins like what we were talking about earlier so them putting on their gym shoes that's a quick win them packing their gym clothes that's a quick win um them driving to the gym but not going in that's still a quick win. Um, Then walking into the gym and waiting or just sitting at the front desk and reading not at the front desk, but in the main waiting area in most places and reading that's still a quick win. So everyone's journey is going to be different. But you're slowly incrementing bigger and better things. And Let's say, for example, you had seven quick wins in a row, and then you went from being completely 100% sedentary to at least going there and doing a little bit of cardio. Sure, it took you seven days to get there, and that's okay. Everybody's race is different. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's hero story is different. And people need to remember that.
0: When you think about quick wins, I think about obviously the win. the synonym for win is success, and I think about mm-hmm. you want ha- you want to have some success. I, th- I think a lot of success is just showing up. So, exactly. So these wins is just get to point A, then get to point B, then get to point A, then get to, you know get to point C, get to point D, keep moving right and show up exactly So if you're in the parking lot you're much you're, you're, what's the chances you're more likely to go into the gym than not and exactly. drive away
1: <laughs> and then if you're actually hanging out in the front lobby of a gym you're probably going to go goal. to it yeah. and so that's how it works It's like, even if someone and this is myself as well even if any of us do not want to go and work out at a gym we just make our way to the gym we hop onto a piece of cardio equipment And then we just go there for about five minutes. I can guarantee that your state will change. And then the strategy is actually going to work in your favor because your state's going to go from, I don't want to work out to, I just did five minutes of cardio to, I got a dopamine kick and I'm going to go and work out because that dope. We're creatures where we want our dopamine kick. Right. Right. And so if we do those, we're not only combining like quick wins. We're not only combining the top mean, we're not only getting better, but we're actually proving to ourselves that we are the master and commanders of our own mind.
0: When you feel like you have control over your life, that's the best feeling. Exactly, you're in the driver's seat. You're no, you're no longer in the, you're no longer riding shotgun, or with some people being in the trunk. It's like you're in the car, right? You're driving the car. And you take these little wins, make these little wins, you show up. Uh, one of these old football coaches from uh, back in the 80s used to say, uh, 90% of this game, Yogi Berra, 90% of this game is half mental. Yeah. So if you can get over that mental part and just get up and go, just get to the, just get to the parking lot. Just say, oh, let's get to the parking lot and drive away. You increase your chances, don't you?
1: Exactly. And that's so. exactly it. That's, that's also known as uh, cognitive behavioral therapy cbt
0: C- oh uh i'll have to look into that it sounds uh i like those acronyms that are snappy yeah Cognitive. me too <laughs> honestly fuck i love it yeah. same with
1: alliterations yeah oh and yeah i love that
0: yeah uh, kyle uh what's another k word
1: yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> my, my name is Kyle Smith. It's pretty bad. I've actually had someone. It was way, way, way back. For those of you that are listening in Edmonton, when Oil City was a thing. Oh, right. But I actually had someone look at my ID, and it was like, Kyle Smith. Ah, I'll say my male name too. It's not a big deal. Kyle Brian Smith. And I was like, yeah. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, and he's like, that's the whitest fucking name I've ever heard. <laughs> he didn't even believe that it was real. And I'm like, dude, it's not even a fake ID. I'm not even joking. It's legit my name. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Damn, three strikes and you're out, eh? It was
1: pretty, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh,
0: so, you know, we're talking about fitness. We're talking about nutrition. We're talking about all these habits. And, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. During these quarantine times, what is something... Someone in their basement, someone in their living room, someone at home. If they can't get to the gym, you know they can't they can they can't come seeing uh, you know war, Warrior Body Kyle. They they can't they can't they can't get on the program right now. What can they do at home to kind of you know when you know the lawnmower you're priming priming the engine. Yeah. How can someone prime the engine at home for getting that engine warmed up so when it's ready to get pulled and you know get that engine fired up when the gyms open up they're ready to hit it full full go what can they do at home right now that is simple maybe doesn't require any equipment maybe it doesn't require any money they can just do at their house that you found effective
1: uh i would actually say um hiring me because i actually do a lot of online coaching so they don't even need to come to the gym but if i were to think of uh movements that are really important rotational movements uh, everyone's sedentary right now, right? Right. Uh, not enough people are moving left and right and rotational. So lunges, like forward lunges, backward lunges, side side to side. That <laughs> way we actually cover every direction. And um, Russian twists are fantastic too.
0: Russian twists, <laughs> okay, Google that.
1: Yeah, Google that one. And... Honestly, everyone hates it, but it's so good. But burpees.
0: Burpees, gotcha.
1: Burpees are a monostructural movement, and
0: yeah, they're killer. Monostructural movement. They're actually
1: cardio. Yeah. They're cardio, and you're actually doing a lot of movements at once. Some people incorporate uh, squats into it. Some people there's plyometrics in it. it. Gets your heart rate up. Um, and the one thing that is super, super, super important that not a, not anyone's able to really do is more pulling movements. So for example, if you have a four liter bottle jug, or if you have a four liter jug, then do like rows. Um, if you have... What, you even a towel? Pulling a towel really hard? Pulling, pulling a towel. And then for uh, a really cool uh, row modification, For people that are familiar with suspension trainers or TRX, take your bed sheet, like a thin bed sheet, and in the middle of it, put a knot, and then put the knotted side on the opposite side of a door, and then close the door. Obviously, not the side that – the door is not going to open to you. That's very important information. And then you actually uh, use your bed sheet as a row machine. So you pull oh, yourself shit. using your bed sheet. So I'm I'm trying to really like
0: no yeah you're gonna are it outside of the box yeah, yeah yeah
1: but I'm trying to really trying to put the directions in there because I'm like ooh this is all, yeah I'll if you feel, if it. you
0: feel like you're endangered you know maybe abort the mission but you know
1: or like, just shoot me a message to or be just honest. shoot yeah war body I'll, I'll just send send you a video on how to do it
0: yeah warrior body Kyle on Instagram so hit him up yeah. uh so we'll, we'll we're kind of I wanted to get some rapid fire style questions in here uh hopefully i don't start ranting. so kyle the way this works is if you haven't been on the if you're the first guest on the keem's dream show so i'll break it down for you i'm going to tell you a word and you tell me the first word that comes to mind and if you want you can elaborate on what that word means and why you said it okay or we can just move on so the so here we go selfie
1: sexy that was the first thing that popped in my brain I don't even know why Okay. <laughs> like I don't know sometimes like some some people don't like selfies some people do like selfies but even if I like post my own little selfie I'm like I feel I'm feeling good today well yeah because I noticed like, that with you fresh.
0: your content man you're always if the camera's in your face you just love it so I just I was like man this guy he, he's in it man. he yeah, he loves I himself
1: know. I feel like uh, I actually feel okay I'm gonna elaborate on this one I actually feel like some people may, like, villainize selfies. But me personally, when I do, like, a, a, like a freaking, um, well, basically a video where I'm just, like, talking to they the can. camera, I kind of consider that as a selfie, too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a sense of empowerment because there are many times where I do not feel comfortable about maybe what I'm gonna say is going to have this kind of a thing but I know I'm coming from a place of love and I know I'm coming from a place of truth and so I'm okay with doing that so that's why I feel like a sense of empowerment from that and so I think empowerment is sexy
0: I love it man chef
1: Long hours, not enough pay, <laughs> a lot of alcoholism and possible <laughs> drug abuse. <laughs> Actually, uh, when I think of chef, I think of uh, Anthony Bourdain.
0: Oh, good one! Yeah, K- Kitchen Confidential,
1: great book. Amazing book. Like yeah. honestly, even if you're not from the kitchen industry or anything like that, read that because that is yeah. like the most accurate memoir of uh, of a like uh, of a chef's journey. And for sure, like rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. I yeah. can actually, I can reference anytime that I'm feeling like I'm being, I, w- I would say he would be one of my coaching people. So gotcha. something that's in a,
0: a mentor of sorts,
1: a mentor of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Something that is in Napoleon Hill's book, I think and grow rich. He talks about his council of mentors. And it's mentors that he's worked with and mentors that he's never worked with but would want to work with. And Anthony Bourdain, for a solid chunk of time, is one that I would revisit. He's, like, in my, like, own little mind, he's, like, over in the side kind of listening and just smoking his cigarette but not <laughs> saying anything yeah. until I need to be in check. Right. And so if I recognize that I'm not – if I'm if I'm complaining – About things that are unnecessary complaints, then I can recognize Anthony Bourdain looking over at me and being like, yeah, that, uh, that sucks, Mm. but you have a job to do still. And he actually says it way more aggressively than that. That's like the nice part of it.
0: Yeah, when he's on, when he's on the line cooking, he's he's about his business, but he's also very um he's very bohemian in the sense that he's like about the arts, he's about culture. His show, um, No Reservations, and oh, it's amazing, so cool. amazing. Like they're like some of the best documentaries of countries, let alone food that you'll ever see. So yeah, great, uh, great shout out to Anthony Bourdain, the rest in paradise.
1: Yeah, keto. I like high fats. The only thing that sucks about keto is that you can't drink beer. Uh, that's a huge Bullshit. negative. <laughs> can't
0: do that. Can't but, go. Uh,
1: but it is, it is, as long as it doesn't like have like – you're fine, honestly. Like for most things, if you really look at like a, like a whole foods, if you're eating real food and the best way to figure out if you're eating real food is does it go bad? Hmm. That's a good indicator that is okay.
0: Great simple test.
1: If you're to look at the ingredients of an apple and it says apple, that's pretty good.
0: Or the expiry date. If the expiry uh, date is like 2030, it's yeah, that's not that's probably not, not a, a good, good sign. idea.
1: That's not a good sign. <laughs> and so that's what that's what keto's also brought in a little bit more mainstream after paleo has, is that it's bringing in just eat eat real food, yeah, eat real food. Like, that's one thing that um, the carnivore, vegetarian, vegan, keto realm, or beliefs or systems can agree on is don't eat processed shit. Hey man. I mean,
0: this is uh, this is uh minus beer, <laughs> minus beer. Amen. It's not even processed. It's just uh, I call it sweet nectar from the nipple of Aphrodite.
1: Hey, not even actually. I have a fun fact about beer. Sure, let's hear it. So, Vikings would actually drink more beer more so than anything else because the it was a significant lower significantly lower amount of alcohol, but they would actually yeah. Yeah, they would actually drink it because it's a lot more uh, trustworthy than river water because they would actually have beaver fever. Uh so that's why there's like the stereotype that Vikings would just drink a bunch of beer, but it's actually them, even kids were drinking beer. Well, yeah, it's filtered. Yeah, so you it's get all the yeah. the uh, the uh, the yeast in there actually like kills bacteria, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like ate it up, but kills bacteria. That's exactly what it would do. Huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I'll be drinking beer to my dying days. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. Guitar uh, movie. Warrior. Tom Hardy,
1: yeah. yeah, that one honestly has a beautiful combination of like mm, the one thing it doesn't have is the the hero's journey.
0: Uh, Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah, that one's good. And basically every every other story, basically every movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Warrior in itself, like that one's such an awesome movie. Like there's like a physicality to it. There's like obviously training montages because those are freaking awesome mm-hmm. but the story's like you i'm not gonna spoil it but you can't actually cheer for anybody right would you agree with that Akeem? uh
0: like in the in a competitive bout like against two people mono you model nah like in any in competitive...
1: that one i was thinking mostly like you know Tom Hardy's character. Oh, and yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I would really... agree.
0: I would agree with you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, It's good. Like, like, check it out. guess
1: me every time. Every time I watch that, I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> so oh, good. Jeez. You're hitting them out of the park right but now. But then again,
1: Dark Dark Knight's right there, too. With Heath Ledger and Christian hey, Bale. Uh, that you're... was just like an unreal. Because B. That's one of my balance... love languages. Oh, my gosh.
0: Everyone knows I'm Bruce Wayne, so. That's, yeah, uh, of course. it's one of my love languages. The Dark Knight. Uh, guitar. Awesome. The reason I say guitar, folks, is because uh, we used to go to Kyle's house growing up, and Kyle always had a guitar, and we'd he'd make us listen to him play the guitar. He was good, but we'd watch him. Thank you for that, Filler. <laughs> <laughs> he was good, and he would sing, and he was... Yeah, man, you're an amazing guitar player. There's and actually
1: you... there's actually two guitars next to Akeem right now as we speak. <laughs> oh
0: shit! Yeah, the yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: <laughs> when it comes to guitar, like beautiful portable instrument, uh, especially at hostels, I heard there's always a guitar at a hostel. No oh, cool. one ever steals a hostel. Or not uh, a hostel. steals a, a guitar. At yeah, hostel. I know what you meant. Yeah, and then um when it comes to i'll I'll go into like a little bit of a a little part the the guitar instrumental that i feel the most where every time i listen to it i'm like holy shit uh ocean by john butler it's Mm. an 11 string acoustic instrumental and i kid you not like anybody listen to this just check it out like this guy is insane it's it's awesome that was actually what i had playing when i came down to yeah get you and bring you up and i was like oh we didn't listen to it much but it was really good
0: i have to check that out yoga Uh, that's awesome stretching yeah there's
1: like there has to be a balance of like i i actually think um Actually, it's not even, I think it's actually something that uh, I read before, but whatever yoga practice you do, it should be complementary to what you have going on in your life. Mm. So for example, like I like to work out. I like to, I, I like to be go, go, go. And I structure my day specifically to go, 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 go. And so, for me, a Yin yoga practice is good because it's three to five minute holds per position. Wow. Yeah, but for me, <laughs> sounds intense. It's not that bad at all. It's just it's super chill. Like it's not like freaking warrior pose or anything like that. I'm okay. mostly laying down on the ground. It's great. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I'm lazy. Savasana. Working on working on the breathing. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of breath work. And so that's actually yeah yoga whatever your lifestyle is do the opposite for yoga if you have a sedentary lifestyle something more intense where there's more movement and strength-based stuff that's what you want to go with if you have a really um, active lifestyle and by active i mean you're doing a lot of things let's say entrepreneurs or people that are in business or not even people that are business just people that are busy
0: right busy bodies
1: busy bodies yeah do Yin Yoga because then that it's, and I I can honestly I can already hear you. you right I can hear you right now. I can't I can't hold a position for three minutes. I might have to go and do this 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 and this. No 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 that's the whole point. You have to be present in that time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the. uh. I'm going to quote the uh, the old turtle from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> okay. And he says that, <laughs> shoot,
0: <laughs> he said
1: that anxiety is living in the future and depression is living in the past, but we can only live for today and it's a gift. Right. That's why it's known as the present. Right. I love that. And we have to we have to keep ourselves in check. We have to like, and I I hear you. I'm a busy body, and those moments of silence that's when you're going to get the best ideas. Simple as that.
0: Right. That's when the it's almost like uh, informal meditation.
1: Exactly, and it's so funny because it's so hard for some people to just go to the gym, be active, and this this this. It's also the opposite. It's hard for those go-getters to calm the fuck down right yeah so it has to be balanced no Turn matter the, what there's cause and effect and there's balance in people's lives simple as that yeah if you do this then this will happen but you can also be like there's balance
0: yeah we're talking physics now
1: anyways yoga is awesome
0: yoga uh next one diet
1: you can't spell diet without die okay now sustainability sustainability over diet any day without a doubt in my mind if if you can if you can do veganism vegetarianism keto paleo all the other things that we talked about today and you can sustain it that's the most important and if you feel your best from it that's the most important If you're doing it just because some people say this is the way to go and blah, 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 that's not the right, that's not the right reasons. But if it's sustainable and you can see yourself doing it for the next like 10 plus years, then keep, keep going with it. There's no right or wrong with that one. It's what you can stick to that's actually getting you progress and results because it's consistency.
0: Exactly. Anything that, uh, anything that has an end date to it, um, it's, it's going to be hard to, uh, you know, duplicate and sustain. So, uh, I'd have to agree with you on that last word here. It's a number 2021.
1: Awesome. I, sorry on that one. I can go in a little bit more in depth. Well, uh, you
0: know, cause I just want to get a, you know, pulse point. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I would say, I would say awesome, but that's, that's a matter of perception. That's a matter of perspective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's... um. Honestly, folks, whether life is good or life is shit is your responsibility. It may be... It may be someone else's fault or something else's fault that you're in the situation that you are. But it's not... Anything else's responsibility to make you happy. It is your heart, it is your mind, it is your soul, it is your responsibility to bring the fulfillment. Nobody else's. So whether you're going to have a good 2021 or a shit 2021 is your responsibility.
0: Enough said uh kyle th- thank you for playing the word association game rapid fire style well it wasn't really rapid fire but yeah i uh, sucked at that <laughs> um do you have any uh um comments uh for the audience or kind of anything you want to say to the people out there
1: yeah i actually do um Something that I shared on my Facebook the other day that was uh, really important and, and I want to make sure that this message is really put out there a lot is if I had a $100 bill in my hands and I was waving it in front of you and I was like, this is yours, do you want it? You would probably say yes. If I folded it in half and I asked, do you still want it? You would say yes. If I folded it in half again and it was still in front of you and I was like, do you still want it? You probably say yes. If I threw it to the ground, stomped on it in the dirt and it was muddy and messy. And if I asked you if you still wanted it, you may say yes. You would say yes. And then I threw it across wherever. And if I ask, do you still want that dirty, folded up $100 bill? You'd probably damn well say yes. The reason that you still want that $100 bill is because it still has value. So no matter how beaten, broken, bruised, embarrassed... And hurt you may feel, just remember that you still have value.
0: Wow, Kyle, that was beautiful. Uh just to kind of round things out here, where can people find you? Um online and, and all those places?
1: At Worry Body Kyle.
0: Okay, pretty much on Instagram, on Instagram, and the, and the TikTok actually. You're on the TikTok too? Yeah, apparently I, uh, I'm doing pretty good on the TikTok. What, so Warrior Bo- Warrior Body Kyle on Instagram, and what's yep. your what's your TikTok?
1: At Warrior Body Kyle. Oh, simple. Yep.
0: Okay, we'll we'll put that and in the show. Warrior
1: short. Body on Facebook, or you can just friend me on Facebook. Okay,
0: we'll throw we'll th- we'll throw that into the and Warrior Body oh, oh, on sorry. Facebook.
1: Good luck finding me on Facebook with Kyle Smith.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Kyle Brian Smith. There's like ten million of those guys. Oh, <laughs> you
1: have Brian in there? It's horrible. <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: Yeah, at Warrior Body, Kyle, you're on Instagram, especially. I go with a uh, a lot of really good quality free content that you can actually utilize. It's applicable. You can take actionable steps to actually changing what you want to do i go through nutrition mindset exercises it's the whole shebang i i wholeheartedly want you to succeed simple
0: i mean uh there's no doubt after um after what you had to share today that that's uh that uh, there's no shadow of a doubt that that's what's in your heart and that's why you've been able to be effective so Kyle, kyle smith uh warrior body fitness man extraordinaire Man of many talents and abilities, thank you so much for gracing Akeem's Dream Show. Look forward to having you again. Thanks, everyone, for, cheering, uh, for tuning in for the Akeem's Dream Show. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Peace.